pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and, and, and fight through the struggle. With it. What is up, everyone? Welcome into episode nine of the Orange and Black podcast, where we are kicking off a series featuring Campbell baseball alumni, highlighting their careers, their time at Campbell, and check in on what they're up to now. Jack Gusco played for the Fighting Camels from 2017 to 2021 and helped Campbell to three straight NCAA tournament appearances as a reliever out of the bullpen, where he was famous for being a sidearm slinger, hence his Twitter handle. Jack, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing awesome. Love the intro. Thank you so much. Jack, tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you're up to now post-baseball. Yeah, so from Raleigh, born in Raleigh, raised in Raleigh. Haven't really left. Uh, love North Carolina. And, you know, high school, I got cut from my high school team as a sophomore. Um, my coach was like, hey, I want to try something different. Um, so I decided, hey, I'm going to try, you know, becoming a side armor. And junior year came around. I did really well. Senior year came around. And one of our, the coaches at Campbell came up to me and was like, Hey, come on a visit. We want you here. It was the only offer I ever got. That was the only time I ever talked to a college baseball team. Um, they were like, you got to walk on spot. So I showed up and I showed up to campus really having no idea what college baseball was about. Um, but I mean, I fell in love with Campbell, small, small little community that, you know, you kind of know everybody and everybody walks around, you say hi to everybody on the street and, you know, you just kind of become part of this family, um, at Campbell. And, um, so now post Campbell, post baseball, um, I'm a graphic designer. I work at, uh, Fidelity Investments. I do web design. Um, this is my office. As you can see, everybody always comments on the hats behind me. I have to tell them the Campbell story of how many hats I got because I played so long, uh, college baseball. Yeah, that's awesome. You're like Michael Jordan getting cut and then uh, <laughs> making, making the jump to everybody to always says, you, Jack, you're like Michael Jordan. You know, I get it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much spitting image, uh, as you can tell. So you touched on being a submarine uh, and a sidearm guy. How is your routine and prep different um, from an over-the-top guy? And is there a, do you have to kind of be your own pitching coach? and Or do you have to follow kind of the same principles as a traditional pitcher? Yeah, I mean – the room, the routine and warm up, pretty much the same. The only thing I would say that would be different is you got to be weary of your back. There's a lot of torque in there. Um, that was the one thing that I always did a lot more of is back work. Um, but getting into like your own pitching coach, luckily when I was a junior, we had another side armor come on, Landry Moore, um, and we kind of became our each of each of our own pitching coaches. So he would work with me, I would work with him. We'd look at videos of each other and just kind of tinker here and there because we were both similar angles. Um, that was really helpful because I think we both kind of thrived off each other with a little bit of competition and then kind of getting each other better. Um, but yeah, I mean, compared to a normal pitcher, it's pretty much the same warm up. It's just you look a lot different doing it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You and Landry were were slinging it, uh, submarine style. And I remember down in the Greenville Regional, Landry came in at the end of that. Uh, NC State game that was delayed and it was for one inning the next day and he came <laughs> in and got the win uh, we were all watching on TV we were there the night before uh, but didn't want to drive all the way back for one inning 
Jack, talk about your time at Campbell. You were there when the transition happened, uh, when Campbell went from going 25 and 32 in 2017 to the next year going 35 and 26 and in 2018, leading to a regional appearance, which was the first of five straight now for the Camels. Yeah. Yeah. Hopping on campus. Uh, I really hadn't heard about Campbell baseball because they weren't very good since about 2014. They really hadn't had a great team. That first year was a little rough. Um, I don't think the culture was in place at Campbell. Um, all credit to the coaches, you know, the next year was stepped up, but that first year was kind of all over the place. Uh, we really didn't know, you know, we didn't have a core of guys that could lead this team and we just kind of struggled. We, I mean, we played mediocre baseball, a lot of freshmen you had to rely on. So it wasn't really, you know, a team that had these veterans and these savvy vets that could come out and produce for you and show you and lead you the way. Um, we had a few of them. We had Cole Hallam, who was also, you know, a legend at Campbell. He was a lot of fun to play with. Um, but yeah, from that first year, that summer going into the second, uh, coach Hare and his coaching staff actually came up and was talking, we're talking to some of us and we're like, yeah, we're going to change this whole thing. Like this culture is going to change. We're going to do something completely different. And really that second year, you start to see kind of how they started to build Campbell culture, um, player oriented player driven and really a lot of the things that you see changed were done in the background by the coaches, but it relied on a lot of the players to produce and to actually hold each other accountable. Um, they could only put so much in place, but then at the end of the day, you need those players to actually come together as a group and hold each other accountable and play some, you know, dang good baseball. And from that point, I mean, we became not only just like the, the team on campus, but we were like the program that kind of set the standard for Campbell as a whole. And you could see other coaches and other programs around campus started to see that and kind of pulled into that and pulled some of our mantras. And we began to kind of, you know, to be the big boys on campus after going to back-to-back -back regionals that we felt like, hey, we've got something here. And coaching staff, you know, all credit to them. They really put this in place. And uh, it's awesome to see kind of from that first year of just really mediocre baseball to five straight regionals now. It's incredible. Yeah, definitely some recent success for the Camels we saw over the weekend. You were there uh, down in Columbia and, you know, five straight uh, tournament appearances, five straight big South regular season titles and four out of the last five tournament titles. Talking about your time at Campbell, you went to a lot of cool places. You were there during that transition. What was one of your favorite memories? You might have multiple just during your time at Campbell and being a part of the program. Yeah, I think number one, uh, going to the baseball college baseball Mecca, uh, Starkville, Mississippi. I mean, that place was an absolute unbelievable experience. I don't think I've ever been to a place that loves and adores baseball as much as Mississippi state. Um, the fans there might've been some of the most generous, nice, I mean, welcoming fans I've ever had. They're still friends to us to this day. They support us on Twitter. Um, but some of those stories that came out of Starkville, you know, when we were at the field, they feed everybody. And they have grills going in the outfield all night long from, you know, game start to game finish. And they would just come over to the bullpen. We'd be sitting there and they would drop us care packages of wings, beef, I mean, sausage, anything you could think of. They're like, hey, boys, here's some wings. And they were just the nicest people that you could ever meet. And we came back for a game one night to watch Mississippi State play VCU, I believe. And they welcome us in the outfield. They were cooking food for us all night long, telling us stories, asking us about Campbell. I think it really bonded kind of those two schools and you felt just the love coming there. And that was one of the cooler, you know, baseball experiences I've ever had in my entire life.
Yeah, that's awesome. You still see the bond between Campbell and Mississippi State fans on Twitter. And obviously, Duty Noble Field down there is beautiful. And whenever the Bulldogs are playing well, it is a fun atmosphere down there. I actually was able to meet one of those guys, Lounge Dog, uh, oh, yeah. on Twitter. Uh, I was in Vegas for a work trip earlier this year, and we just hung out and kind of bonded over that experience that y'all had down there. So that's awesome. Talking about uh, your time at Campbell, you're with your teammates every single day throughout the season and off season. You know, you live with those guys. Who were some of your best friends and teammates while you were there on campus? Yeah, so we had a group when I came to campus of, of about 12 guys in my freshman class. All of us, you know, recruited there as freshmen. And by the time we were about a junior, um, there were four of us left and we were called ourselves the core four. We had stuck out. Um, there were four of us left and all four of us contributed in a big way. Um, Logan Heinzman, Wyatt Tyson, Bryce Coda. And then eventually we got to the fab five with Landry Moore joining the party. Um, but those guys really were the ones that made, you know, my five years there were just incredible. Um, and all five really contributed well. I mean, playing alongside Logan Heisman, who was an absolute stud. Wyatt Tyson, who was, I mean, he could just mow people down. The crafty left of Cody, Coda. And then Landry, of course, my sidearm slinger buddy. Um, those guys were really fun to play with and, you know, great teammates. I mean, there's everybody I played with was a great teammate. But just being around those guys day to day, kind of we went to classes together. We ate dinner together. Um went to the field together. Those were the ones that, you know, were kind of the best friends on the team. Yeah. You build some bonds. You spend a lot of time on buses and in hotel rooms yeah. and just kind of going through the motions and, and building some crazy memories. And then obviously off the field as well, whenever uh, you get <laughs> some time off time off and you can have a few yeah. beverages with your buddies. But uh, Jack, you're pretty vocal on Twitter. You're a big Canes fan. <laughs> and you love the camels. Why do you think it's important to continue to show your passion for the program through social media? And how do you think the Campbell baseball, the Campbell brand as a whole has grown over recent years due to the success of the baseball program? Yeah, I think that was really where kind of our national exposure started at Campbell. Um, we kind of got going on social media. I think it was my second or third year, started putting out some really, you know, fun tweets, kind of showing people kind of what cannibal baseball is about. And that really sparked the beginning of, you know, this craziness now to where we're one of the top Twitter program, Instagram programs in the nation from a baseball perspective. I mean, we're in the top 50 every single year now on impressions and just, you know, all credit to the, the graphic staff and behind the, uh, behind the scenes team, because they put out incredible stuff, but it is come to a point where you need those crazy fans on Twitter. You need those diehards that come out here and just say whatever they want and really promote the crap out of Campbell baseball, because that is what all of these big SEC schools have. They have these, you know, barstool type or different types to where we're small, but we're still growing. And the pace that we're growing at, I mean, I can see us becoming one of those main mainstream social media programs out there for, you know, a long time to come. I mean, who doesn't love a Campbell? We're just, we're so recognizable. Absolutely. And I mean, so everybody, they hear roll humps and they're like, whoa, that's so awesome. <laughs> and talk a little bit about just being a fan now post baseball. You were there in Chapel Hill and Campbell fans outdrew the Carolina <laughs> fans. It looked like you were down there uh, this weekend in Columbia. I, I have season tickets, so I get to go to a good amount of games. And 
I was at the Big South tournament and always right behind the dugout. You know, there's a lot of previous players and it's just a fun time to be around. Little little heckling, uh, a lot of cheering. Talk about that and the brotherhood and then carrying that brotherhood into the support for the program once you're done playing on the team. Yeah, you know, post-baseball, um, I don't really play anymore. Um, I love watching baseball. I love, you know, cheering on my teams, whether that's hockey, baseball, football, basketball, but baseball still has that special place in my heart. Um, going to the Campbell games, you know, there's so many guys that kind of moved around here. They were from outside of state and then they came to Campbell and were like, we love North Carolina and moved here. So we have a good core group of guys that I've played with over the years and guys that came before me that, you know, we'll, we have a group message that we're like, Hey, we're going to the game this weekend, get the party deck. Let's go out. Let's have some fun. Let's play some golf. Let's go watch the camels. And that's, you know, built a little bit over these last few years. And you could see it down in South Carolina. I mean, we had a huge following behind the dugout of X players getting rowdy. You know, I think that we, we missed that part of the baseball experience is coming out kind of giving a little bit of crap to the other team you know yelling some stuff yelling at the umpires we miss that because we don't get to do it every day so that time we get to come out and do it it's the most fun weekend we have all year long um yeah what was the second part of that question just hanging out with the boys you can't you can never turn down opportunities like that talking about national exposure what does what do players like Zagnetto and Cedric Mullins help with that exposure? Obviously, that is the largest stage in baseball. You played with Zach. Um, just talk about that, how cool it is to see him rise to the major leagues so fast, and then how that helps you know grow the Campbell brand. Yeah, yeah, that's been uh, really exciting. I think I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but I think I've watched more Angels games this year than I ever have in my entire life. And honestly, I'm glad because I love it. And I love watching Zach out there on the big stage. And, you know, you'll hear him talk about like, oh, he went to Campbell. And you're like, hey, yeah, I did too. I played with him. And it's just kind of that pride you see. Um, But his national exposure, I mean, that's awesome to see these guys go pro. And him, Ryan Thompson, Cedric Mullins. I mean, those guys are performing at the highest level. I mean, Ceddy is absolutely killing it out in Baltimore. I mean, he is a legend now. But it's it's so cool because we're such a small school that if you're not from kind of this part of the South, you really don't know about us unless you've seen us on Twitter, you've seen the camel, you know, you've seen us on Instagram. But when these guys get to the majors and they start talking about like, hey, you know, Campbell, they've got a bunch of guys coming to the majors now. It's really exciting as, you know, an ex-player and a fan now to have that pride. Yeah, you mentioned Ryan Thompson. He's a sidearm guy oh, yeah. himself. Did you try to, once you got the Campbell, mold your game around <laughs> him a little bit? Did Coach Hare touch on that? Because Hare coached him as well. Just touch on uh, Ryan Thompson. Have you met him or oh, you yeah. know, just the relationship yeah, he's a, there? <laughs> he's a character, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I met him my sophomore year, I believe. He came out to a fall practice, and we were practicing at Triton High School while our field was getting redone. Um and he came out, I think he threw two innings and struck all six guys out. We were like, oh, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, he's a you know, double A at the time player. He was really good sidearm guy. And I think my game was more molded after him. My mechanics, not so much, but how he kind of came into Campbell and was their you know, go-to guy to where they wanted to get an out. They needed to get this ready out. They needed to finish some, you know, a set of righties off. That was kind of what I was looking for, you know, as I mean, he led the NCAA, I believe, in ERA one year. I think he had like a .81. I mean, he dominated his time at Campbell, and it just proves that 
there still is room for those sidearm guys in the game. They get outs, and I love to see it. Yeah, there's not a lot of you left, but you got to stick together. And yeah, when when Ryan was at Campbell, he was a finalist for Stopper of the Year, and he was kind of lights out, like you mentioned, put him in a spot, and and you were putting in those situations as well. And as we touched on, that was a big part of starting that culture change and getting Campbell on the right track and the stream of success that has uh, grown from that. Talking about that success, Campbell has had five straight NCAA tournament appearances, five straight Big South regular season titles, four of the last five tournament titles. Campbell's about to move to the CAA. What, where do you see this program going, moving forward, and the trajectory uh, that they're on? Yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, we dominated the Big South. I will say that it was a fun conference to be a part of. I can see that we're outgrowing it. Um, you can see it coming for a few years. I think the CAA is going to be very exciting. We finally get the uh, rivalry with W. That's going to be a good, you know, hopefully for a few years rivalry. But the trajectory I see us on is I see with all of these conference realignments going on in football, baseball, basketball, that eventually they're going to have to just realign the whole country. And I think that North Carolina as a whole will have a specific North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia conference. I think that it's going to be similar to an ACC style where you have State, Duke, Carolina, Wake Forest, USC, Virginia. And Campbell, I believe, should be in that because of the talent and because of the, you know, the product we put on the fields. Um, and I see as the campus grows and as p- more people come and the, the area grows that we're becoming, you know, one of those teams that has the ability to talk its way into an ACC style uh, conference. I mean, we've performed in pretty much every sport at this point to where that we're growing at a fast enough pace that we can beat and compete in these big conferences. And that's my hope. And, you know, the 10 year mark, 10 years down the road that we're in a conference with NC state Carolina and showing them that we are a legitimate, you know, contender for these big, uh, for these big schools. You heard it here first folks. Gamble <laughs> to the ACC to within the ACC. two years straight yep. from Jack Yusko's mouth. So you can book it. We'll, uh, Put that out on Twitter. Maybe we'll, we'll twin it, uh, <laughs> pin it to our profile and see what happens. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll close it down with an easier question, but you were at Campbell for five years. What is your favorite place to eat on or near campus? Oh, man. I mean, I lived at the Old Hab, which was right beside uh, Campus Grill. And some mac and cheese bites and a double stack burger and then the chili dog. I mean, there's nothing better. Campus Grill, I wore that place out. I mean, we would go in there twice, three times a week. And that was just, I mean, that was the place to go. You got to say, I mean, <laughs> the mac and cheese bites. I still go back and just get me a whole handful of those. Oh, yeah. A little Dollar Dog Tuesday. Dollar action. Dog Tuesdays. Can't beat it from a, co- a broke college kid. <laughs> Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. Do they have your picture up in there? I don't know. I haven't been back this year, um, but I know they rotate pictures. I think I'm just going to bring my own and put it up. There you go. Just get a little bit of duct tape and uh, just place your net, place yourself on the wall. I'm sure everyone, you're a legend, so it'll be fine. Um, But I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, You were the first person to reach out whenever I tweeted uh, that I was looking for some alumni to talk to. So I'm glad you were able to hop on and kick off the series. But for Campbell sidearm slinger and legend, Jack Yusko, I'm Andrew Miller. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Orange and Black podcast. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and and, and fight through the struggle.